God is good. You've heard that statement. You've heard, God is good. And he's good all the time. He never changes. There's no variableness. There's no shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And it means that God always acts in accordance to what is right for you. Always. He acts on your benefit. And this is his true character. And he always has your best interest at heart concerning your present and your future. Now, if you doubt that in any way, guess what? The devil is going to get a stronghold in your life. And you're going you're gonna to hold un, uh, mistrust toward God. You're going to hold animosity to a certain degree. You cannot let that happen. Well, things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. wanted them to ask God about it. And guess what? You're going to find out how he just peels back the layers, gets to your motive, and he also points what the devil did, and he, he helps you rebuke him, and then get on about what God wants you to do. Somebody say amen. amen. God is good. And it, it means that he is always acting on your behalf for your benefit. If you feel like you're being humbled, it's okay. Get lower than how you're even being humbled and say, God, you have good things for me. You have wonderful things for me. And Lord, whatever lesson I need to learn right here, right now, God, I'm willing to learn it. Somebody say amen. amen. His goodness speaks his goodness speaks of his greatness. His goodness speaks of his excellence. His goodness speaks of his beauty and his bounty and his generosity and his mercy. He is always good and he never changes. Even when he punishes, even when he judges, it's always to bring people to repentance and is not that good? Isn't that good? Yes. And it's not that he doesn't have judgments. He has severe judgments. We know this. But he is always working in his mercy and his compassion toward you. Always. Everybody say always. always. Look at your neighbor and say always. Dad's looking at over there. You can look at me, Dad. Yeah, always, Dad. He's always working in his love and in his kindness and kind ways, his caring and his benevolent heart. He is, we can't even imagine how loving God is. We can't. I mean, he created this world. There's nothing like it in the cosmos. There's nothing. God created this, not for himself, but for you and me. How good is God? He is so good. He is so good. His faithfulness always acting in faithfulness and kindness and gentleness. And, and he, he, he freely gives all of these things. So let's just set the record straight. No matter what you've ever been taught, that is Bible. That is the nature of God. He sent Jesus. Jesus had some harsh words for the Pharisees who were rejecting him, wanted to kill him. But he was doing it out of love because he loved them. Do I sound loud out there? I sound loud up here. And so 
Goodness is God's nature. Everybody say, goodness is God's nature. He cannot contradict his nature. So the purpose of God's goodness is to draw you to him. Amen. To know him, to live in all of his blessings, all that he has provided for you, all of his benefits. The Apostle Paul brings this truth to light. I love this. I would never forget the first time I read this. I thought, wow, that's a change from what I've heard. You know, God's angry with the sinner every day. Yeah, that's the Bible, but that was the Old Testament. How many understand God loves the world that he gave his only begotten son? He wants, he's working with the sinner. If he was angry with me while I was a sinner, he would never save me. But if you look up that word anger, it's severity. It's the same word. God is working with sinners to bring them into sonship. Somebody say amen to that one right there. Romans 2.4 says, and this is the Apostle Paul, do you despise the riches of his goodness? Don't ever despise it. Embrace it. The the riches of his forbearance, the riches of his long-suffering. Everybody say no. Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. The goodness, everybody say amen. The goodness of God led me to repentance. The goodness of God continues to lead me to repentance. It always does. And yes, we need to repent from time to time for bad attitudes, for unbelief, for whatever. God does not want any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Second Peter 3.9. So this is, this is the goodness of God. Now the severity of God, like I said, severity means this, discipline. Everybody say discipline. It's like a father disciplining, disciplining his son or his daughter. It means rigorous restraint. God will restrain you. Just like I said in my past, and listen, remember when Peter, uh, let me finish that statement about my past. God, I mean, there was rigorous restraint to get me to repent. Rigorous. On God's, God's hand, it was heavy upon me. And so, and so it was with Peter. Remember what Jesus said to Peter? He said, Peter, I've prayed for you. And when you are converted, when you repent, strengthen your brethren. Because he knew Peter was going to deny him. And when Peter denied him, it broke Peter's heart. Because there was such conviction on what Peter did. And, and the Lord just doesn't give up on us. And so Peter felt the constraint. Can you imagine the relief that that... Peter felt when Jesus came in the room uh, with the 10 uh, that were there and he saw Jesus and Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't talk about Peter's sin. Jesus talked about his scars and his broken brokenness and his resurrection and the preaching that he wanted Peter to do. Oh, somebody say amen. It also means punishment for wrong behavior. A good father does that. Even God's severity is a demonstration of his love and his goodness. Romans 12, 5, starting there, I'll just read it to you. Have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as 
two sons, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. So God chastens and he rebukes. So you have to know what that looks like. I'm not going to explain all of that. You have to know what that looks like. I knew what it looked like. I don't want that to happen in my life anymore. And so listen to what it says. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Whom the Lord loves, he does what? He chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as, a, as with sons. For what son is there among uh, whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, listen, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons, or you're not children anymore, if there's no chastening. Ooh, it's awful quiet in here. Furthermore, now you know what's happening in... Now you know what's happening in your disobedient loved one's lives right now. You need to read this to them. Say, the reason why you're messing up and you keep messing up and there's no end in sight, it just keeps getting worse. Romans 12, 5 through 11. Just read it. Somebody say amen. Do you want to be an illegitimate son or daughter? No, not you. I'm just talking... To people in general who you know who they are. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be of or be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed. For a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he, that is God, for our prophet. Somebody say amen. For our what? For our prophet, for our benefit, not for our demise, that he may, that we may be partakers of his what? Holiness. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's not up there. Sorry about that. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Trained by discipline. Trained by restraint. That's how you get trained. Somebody say amen. So that you can partake in the full blessing and fruit of Jesus and never get prideful, never get puffed up, never say it's of me, never, you know, my gifts, my talents, what I've done. No, never. It's always, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are so good. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my Jesus. Somebody say amen. So if you resist his goodness, God's severity will show up. And you resist his goodness... By not obeying and doing the will of God for your life, for your destiny. And only you know that. You resist. The goodness and severity shows up and his severity is based in love and goodness toward you. What is severity again? His discipline, rigorous punishment or 
restraint, I should say, and punishment for wrong behavior, like a good father. And so question is, how do you continue? Let me give you rapid fire. You ready for a rapid fire? I'm going to give you six points real quick. This is a sermon I preached, or some of it I preached last year. But since it was here, I thought, I'll just share it again. Hallelujah. We'll just do it again. And so uh, listen to this. How do you continue in the goodness of God? The word continue means uh, to, uh, to not cease, to stop, never cease, never end, Never, it will never be terminated. You never give up. You never quit. You stay faithful. You remain uh, and maintain consistency. You go on. You persist. You endure. You prolong. You linger. You restart. You revive. You resume. You take up again and again and again, and you never give up. Number one. Everybody say number one. Continue with the Lord. Acts 11, 23 says, When Barnabas came and he had seen the grace of God on those new Christians at Antioch, he was glad and he encouraged them all with purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord. It's your choice. Continue with Jesus. Whatever you do, continue with Jesus. Number two, everybody say number two. Continue in the grace of God. Acts 13, 43. Continue in the grace of God. Somebody say continue. Do not uh, give up, but continue in the unmerited favor of God. You can't earn it. You can never earn it. You might as well get used to it. Any works you do out of the goodness of your heart, you're created under good works. What I'm doing here, it's not because I get paid. It's because I am doing it unto the Lord. Somebody say amen. I'm not doing it. You're not here. None of us are here because, you know, we're doing it for works to get glory for it. No, we're doing it out of the will of God. Somebody say amen. Number three, continue to learn from godly leaders. 2 Timothy 3 verse 13. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. I'm talking about continuing in the goodness of God. This is how you do it. Continue with the Lord. Continue in the grace. Continue to learn from godly leaders. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Does that sound familiar in our age? You better believe it. But you, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing that from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have Known, this is Paul writing to Timothy, the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Continue to learn from godly leaders. Number four, continue in the Word of God. Not only if you're going to continue in the goodness of God, continue with the Lord, continue in His grace, continue with godly leaders, but continue in the word of the Lord. Jesus said it, John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, and see, some of them, remember, they turned away at this point. They turned away. If you abide in me and my word, my word abide in you, you will be my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. Continue in the word. Why? Because it frees you up. It gets you all excited. You're happy to come on Sunday morning. You're not going to go to the first church of the frozen chosen. You're going to come to Life Church where the power of God is moving. You're not going to 
pillow your head on Sunday morning. You're going to get in the seat of God and be taught by him. James 1.25, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, I'm talking about continuing in the word, into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Say, I'm blessed. You're blessed. Look at your neighbor. Say, you're blessed. Two more, two more. If you're going to continue in the goodness of God, continue in faith and love. Hebrews 13.1, let brotherly love continue. Don't get angry at your brother. Don't get nasty at your sister. You love your sister. You love your brother. First Timothy chapter 2. Look, the church is the body of Christ. It's the family of God. How you treat each other, you treat God. That's the way it is, period. Jesus said, how can you love God if you can't even love your brother whom you've seen? Woo, it got quiet in here. I better just, come on up here, Dave. I, I, better, I better make a run for the border here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Continue in faith and love. That's how I've made it all these years. It's, you know, it's, look, people, people let you down, get over it. Somebody say amen, but don't you let people down. I said, don't you let people down. Don't let Jesus down. You keep loving on Jesus. Number six, and bring those lights down because we're going to pray. Continue in prayer and thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and thanksgiving. Colossians 4.2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in in it with thanksgiving. Ultimately, listen, as we conclude, God's goodness is seen in his plan of redemption for us. In his goodness, God sent his son in his goodness, Jesus demonstrated the love of God. The goodness of God is at the core of our Christian faith. And I want you to experience all the benefits and none of the severity anymore. Somebody say amen. Stand with me. Say this with me. Repeat it after me. Heavenly Father, Come on, repeat it after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the revelation that you are good all the time. And thank you that your heart for me, my family, and my church are always good. I will renew my mind in this truth of your goodness and your grace toward me. I will not allow the devil's lies or his toxic opinion of you poison me. You are good all the time, and that will never change. In the mighty name, the matchless name, the glorious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. In darkest night, you were close like no other.
I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness